Hi everybody, welcome to the Here to Ask podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Kay. Everybody has a story to tell and I'm here to ask all that because I'm here to ask. Join me each and every Monday as I ask people from different walks of life, be it your celebrities, normal people, doctors, teachers, street vendors, family and friends and I ask them weird questions, random questions, be it funny, whatever it may be. Do join me each and every Monday as I ask these questions and I get to know what shape the people that they are today and where they come from and where they aspire to go. Do not miss out. Thank you for listening. everybody welcome back to the here to us podcast with me your host michelle k today i am joined by two flight attendants and we're going to be talking about their jobs the gleads and the glam that comes with it what they do how they do it how they got into it and stuff like that i have andy and zama with me hi guys and thank you so much for coming to the here to us podcast Hi, Hi thank you so much for having us. Thank pleasure. you for having us. We gotta have fun. Pleasure, it's a pleasure. So I like to start with the segment I call the yay or nay segment. Basically, I ask you questions about your occupation and you tell me if it's true or false, if it's a yay or a nay. Like we're just trying to <laughs> set the record straight. Are you guys ready? Yeah, sure. All right. Let's go. Is it a yay or a nay that flight attendants have to be slim and very pretty? Yay. Nay. Wow. Nay. <laughs> I like the answers. Okay. Okay, yeah, let me nah. start with Andy. Andy, why that particular answer? <laughs> okay, I think it's like an outdated standard that we have to be really thin and really pretty and everything. Mm. Nowadays, if you see flight attendants, they are just like your regular everyday people. I mean, I'm not super skinny and I'm a flight attendant. And I mean, Zama is beautiful. So, of course, she's a flight attendant. <laughs> but... Um, nowadays you don't have to be like a certain size or have like perfect teeth and stuff like that it's just if you're good at your job then most likely you'll be a flight attendant but don't you need to walk through the hallways though like let's say if somebody is um exactly what's the nice what's the nice there's a a nice word for it if somebody is over no not overweight i forgot the word but over oversized yes there's a there's that hallway that you have to walk through you can't walk the aisle in the aisle yeah thank you thank you i I agree with you on that like you should be presentable you should be healthy but i feel like back in the day they used to expect us to be like almost anorexic thin if you know what i mean yeah (laughs) whereas nowadays whereas nowadays they expect us to just be healthy and like you you can have larger flight attendants who can still fit down the aisle you know Mm -hmm. yeah so that that's what i meant by that all right zama let me come to you what why why did you say your answer you know what i still think you have to be representable you have to you know because there are standards right yeah so now and we have jumpsuits. Jumpsuits are very tiny, they're so small, and then we have to share that as cabin crew members. So now you can imagine if <laughs> you overweight, yeah. and then now we have to share that jumpsuit, and then me now, I'm like, where, where would I be? Exactly. So that's why <laughs> and you have to pass so each that, other as well. Yes. So, no. There are people who are actually they born like they big they like that but at the end of the day you have to maintain like a certain weight so that you still look presentable i don't know if i'm making sense 
Uh, you no, are. I, agree you are. With you I, I feel like both well. answers are. There is a, a lot of things to be said about both answers, and both answers are actually correct. If I, if I might. Say. Yeah. So yeah, the, next, I, the next question <laughs> is: Is it a yay or a nay that 80% of flight attendants are female? Nay. Nay. I would say it's more like 60% now. And they've yeah. got more lots of um, guys. They're coming yeah, in. We have. Guys. We do have. Okay. The third one is: um, Flight attendants are never home. You guys are always out there. You don't even know <laughs> which side your, be- your pillows are. <laughs> It's a nay. Um, I say nay. I say nay to that. Yeah, it's a nay. Um, yeah, I think if you fly international, if you fly for like Emirates, then yeah, that would sure. be a different story. And oh. for me, when I flew charter, I was home for five weeks and I'd be gone for five weeks. But mm. flying for an, a South African-based airline in South Africa, chances are you'll be home like 95% of the time. Yeah. There's a 5% chance that you might be stuck in a hotel in a different city, but chances are you'll be home every night. With me, I'm not at home every night though, um, because we have night stops, but most of the times I am home. So I do spend a lot of time at home. So it depends depends on whether you're using a local flight or you're international. Yeah. Yeah. But even for her airline, it is a local airline. Mine is also a local airline. It just depends on the schedule of the airline, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So some airlines have more night stops in other cities. Okay, so the last one. Um, Is it a yay or a nay that flight attendants have to be professional all the time? I'd say yay. I say yay, but within Mm. reason. (laughs) I say like, of course, our job is very safety conscious. There is like a certain target, like where you want to be professional and how you handle everything. But obviously, every now and again, you want to throw in a bit of personality, have a bit of banter with your passengers and stuff like that. And you also find like, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, continue, continue. You don't have to professional all the times but most times you have mm-hmm. to be because some passengers take things personal others you know they mm-hmm. they vibe with you like they chatty and all that so you just have to know when to be not that professional mm-hmm. yeah right. you suss the situation out each situation is different but for the most part we are professionals just like yeah. you know little banter here and there where you can do things with a bit of personality mm-hmm. yeah I think I understand what you guys are trying to say. So now I want people to get to know you a little bit better. I mean, when we are in fl- when we are flying, you guys are super professional. You guys really we really don't know much about you or what you do or what happens <laughs> or, or if we if we get off where you guys are going, we don't really know that much. So I want people, my listeners to understand what happens during the flight and after the flight and stuff like that. Um can you please tell me about yourself? who you are and where you come from. Let me start with Andy. Okay, so I come from a tiny, tiny town called Underberg in the Southern Drakensberg. And I literally moved to Johannesburg to be a flight attendant because I would watch YouTube videos of all these flight attendants traveling to such cool places and doing all these cool things. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. That looks like fun. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very lucky that I can say that I get to do that right now. But um, yeah, that's that's pretty much me. Um, Zama, your turn. <laughs> All right, yeah, Zama, please. <laughs> okay, cool. So I'm Zama Pisamlambo. I'm 29 years. I'm from Mpumalanga, a small town as well, 
called Wagerstrom. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Joburg in 2010 when I was starting um, with my studies at um, University of Johannesburg. So yeah, I've been here since then. Oh, all right. That's just about it, I guess. Oh, all right. Can you guys tell me how long is the training and where did you guys do it? Um, yeah, so training can vary depending on which training organization you go to. Mm-hmm. So for me, mine was about six weeks long. And I went to a training place called Future Flyers. And it's in Kempton Park in Johannesburg. All right, I've heard about that one. And and Zama, where did you attend? Okay, so with me, it's kind of different eh, because... Um, I was already working for the company that I'm flying for, just um, a different department. So it was an in-house training type of um, a thing. I don't know, like I still don't know any flight attendant schools in Joburg. I'm not even lying to you. So I'm okay, glad I there's a school like that <laughs> um, in Kempton Park. Now I know what to tell people because I've never been, like I've never even researched the flight attendant schools in Joburg because I only trained with the company that I'm working that's for now. That's you're working with. Yeah, no, that's understandable. Yeah. Like, why would you search for when you're in-house? It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So with, with my situation, the thing is here in South Africa, we do have to do training and we do have to get a cabin crew license before we can even apply for the jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they support you in a situation like Uzama. But I know even with my airline, usually, even if they are taking people recruiting from in-house, yeah. like if they're recruiting from the chicken staff who want to fly, they still actually require them to have a cabin crew license. And then oh, they still are. train them on the company-specific stuff, but they still mm. require them a cabin crew license. Yeah, so there's quite a few places here in Joburg that offer the training, especially near the airport, especially in the Kempton Park East Rand area, you'll find quite a few places. Hmm, all right. Hmm. And then I, I did my training for three months. I forgot to say that it was three months. Oh, so oh, all right. So now, <laughs> yeah. so now, so now I want to know, ladies, like your job is very interesting. It's one of the most interesting jobs out there besides the glitz and the glam and the uniform and all that. Um, what are your responsibilities as a flight attendant? The broad picture is the customers and the safety of the passengers on board the aircraft. And then yeah. we have like a few different, like, well, actually a long list of duties that we have to do. It's long. <laughs> it's a long list. <laughs> but the passengers, they always come first. Yeah. Yes. Firstly, it's safety. We perform our safety duties and then because everything is just safety in the aircraft. Safety and customer service, that's just about it. We have to make sure our our passengers are safe and we also like give them good service. All right. Yeah, and usually the safety part is top priority. So if somebody, let's say, doesn't want to wear a mask on the plane, (laughs) um, unfortunately, at that point, the safety is what has to come first or have them wearing their seat belts when we're taking off and landing that has to come yeah. first over like their comfort or them being happy you know like if that makes sense like we still want to keep our yeah, passengers happy but at the end of the day if they're not fastened into their seat belt then they're not safe and that is our top priority 
Yeah, mm. I understand that. I hear you guys. So what would you say makes a good flight attendant? Like what are the skills to becoming a very good, excellent flight attendant? Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I think you have one? to be... Yeah, Zama, you can go I ahead. Think, oh, okay. Go I was saying um, to be a good flight attendant, I think, first of all, um, it's discipline. You have to be disciplined. You have to be flexible. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be presentable, good health, you know. And some little bit of personality, I think that that's what makes a good flight attendant. All right, let me come to you, Andy. So for me, I think first and foremost, you need to like people. Yeah. You need to enjoy working with people regardless of whether you're having a good day or a bad day. Because trust me, there will be a lot of bad days. There will be a lot of days where people are complaining to you about certain things that are completely out of your control. You still need to be able to put them first, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And um, yeah, and you just, because, you know, we've, we've Zama, you've flown for a lot of years. I'm sure you know a few people who you can tell that they don't actually like people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, you guys. <laughs> you can follow all the rules day in and day out, but if you don't like people, like you can tell. And I think that a good crew and a good crew, um, outlook and a good crew vibe kind of makes or breaks the flight for everyone else mm, all right. yeah that's true that's true you have to like people actually because what's the point of being there if you won't be friendly to your passengers you know mm. so to be a good flight mm-hmm. attendant you have to be happy around people I, I get that like since the flight i don't know how many people can the whole flight take but i'm sure there's a lot and even if you're having a bad day you have to keep on smiling imagine imagine yeah. if you've got four legs four legs a day like 184 yeah. people let's say one flight and then you're coming with what another 184 that's a lot you're dealing with like more or less 800 people in a day I always remember that once one flight is over, if you had drama on that one flight and one Mm -hmm. passenger was given to you, as soon as they get off, you just start from scratch. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Shame. You guys go through a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. (laughs) All right. Now can we talk about the hardest part about being a flight attendant? Like what would you say is the most difficult part? Let me go to Andy. I would say the most difficult part is, it's, it's a, it can be a whole bunch of things. I think it depends on the person actually. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be the people, sometimes it can be your schedule because some weeks you can be flying four four leg flights in a row, waking up at five o'clock every morning, you know? And other times you only have three flights in that week or something. So it depends on the schedule. Sometimes people battle with the sleep. Sometimes people battle with um, the rules and all the training, because our training is hectic. There's a lot of information for us to remember, the exams and the assessments that we have to go through every single year to be able to continue flying. It depends on the person, but um, yeah, there's a whole lot of different things. All right. And Zama, what would you say is the most hardest part for you? Um, Yeah, I think Andy has mentioned um, most of them. Most of them, yeah. But for me, it's recurrence. Recurrence? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no. <laughs> so we do our training like each and every year. So if you've flown for five yeah. years, each and every year you've got a training. It's like you're back doing your training every year. So you never mm. stop like once I thought if you do it one if, you, if I do it in in no. flight school I'm done with it. No. No, every year you're going to do it every year. So it's recurrence for me like that's the worst and then um having to deal with 
medical on board that's one yeah. thing for me like it, that is difficult okay no i have to agree with you because even on my very first flight i had a medical and i freaked out so badly i mean it, it worked out but still it's it's a lot of information to try to remember yeah. if a person collapses you need to try to first figure out what the problem is mm-hmm. you know and sometimes it's not always clear then you need to get somebody to help you It's even more scary if you're flying by yourself if you're the only flight attendant on that flight. Imagine. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, What? and for me that was the situation when I first started flying, I flew as a solo flight attendant, not in a team of four like what I am now. Mm-hmm. Um so at least when you're in a team it's a bit better, but it's still it's still scary, you know, and like the training is what makes us ready for these type of emergencies and stuff. Yeah. But it can be hectic and some people do very well during emergencies and some people just freeze They and pack- you don't really yeah. know what kind of person you're going to be until you're in that situation. Exactly, yeah, exactly. That's, also that's, the the working hours they so abnormal. So that is good and it's bad. Yeah, and mm. that brings me to my next question. I was about to ask you guys, how many hours do you work in a week? It depends. <laughs> yeah, it depends. It depends on the thing on your roster. So there's like legalities about it. Legally you can't go over a certain amount of hours a day yeah. or a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but sometimes like i said earlier you can be flying like a double cape town flight monday to thursday and then be on standby on friday and get called out to fly a pe and back and then <laughs> off on the saturday most of the time we are flying on weekends we're flying on holidays we're flying on your birthday stuff like that yeah? and yeah <laughs> no the possibility is very high um <laughs> unless you've applied for leave <laughs> early enough but yeah it just it depends on the roster it depends on if it's december you'll definitely be flying more than in yeah. i don't know yeah. what month is it now august yeah i'm so sep- september oh. <laughs> in september <laughs> but, but that that actually means that the more hours you fly the more money you're getting because it's all about the hours hey yeah 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 All right. Now we spoke about having an emergency a medical on board. How do you guys I want to talk about the other difficulties like when you have difficult passengers and all that. How do you guys handle difficult passengers who are not wearing their masks, who are maybe smoking uh, and stuff like that? Um so for me specifically, just in general with dealing with people that are kind of trying to start drama, I always try to come from a place of understanding with them because not everyone mm. is traveling to go on vacation. Not everyone is traveling for a business trip. Sometimes people are traveling because they need to go bury their parent or yeah. something. You know, sometimes it's a really difficult thing and they're just acting out. So first and foremost it's that. But yeah, sometimes we do just have really difficult people. Sometimes we have people who are just forgetful, you know, to remember to um fasten their seatbelt or something. Especially with the masks. I I tend to see majority of my passengers are just forgetful, but those ones who are doing it no, they're purpose, not forgetful. <laughs> no, but they are also those who do it on purpose, who purposefully just don't want to wear a mask. At the end of the day, it's the country's law. It's not just my airline's law, so I try to just communicate that as best as I can. And the first one or two times I ask you to do something, I'll be nice about it. I'll be professional about it. But then once we get to number 3, I'm sorry, I'm putting my foot down. 
after that you can find a different mode of transport after that you can drive to where you're going if you don't feel like <laughs> listen to andy yes grandma when i had to pay <laughs> yeah the, yeah my flight for somebody that doesn't feel like wearing a mask yeah no that's so understandable I feel like especially now with the mask. And mm. for you and for you Zama, how would you handle a difficult passenger? Okay, it, it's different eh because I don't like fighting. I don't like talking too much. So, I just try to be polite at first. I need to be polite. I will have to explain to you if I have to, you know, if it's a situation where I have to apologize and then I'll apologize. Like I'm sorry sir, you have to put on your mask, but there's mm. this are like government regulations. It's not me. Yeah. I'm not saying this. So I'm sorry about that, but you have to put on your masks and there's also people around you, you know? So yeah. you have to be careful of that as well. Okay. And so then now... if I see you don't like you don't want to listen, I'll just remove myself from the situation and then somebody else maybe should come and sort it out. Um yeah, but but you mustn't always run away like you must be like Andy there stand your ground for them to go drive. You see like because I flew alone from the first like year that I was flying I got so used to it um but I think also it's important for people to remember just that we don't wake up every morning wanting to make them miserable we don't Never. get on thinking oh how can I just annoy my passengers today Never. You know, we don't because uh-uh. they seem to react in that way sometimes and it's like no like I'm doing my job if you're if you are, have your headphones in and stuff but it's like an emergency or something i need those to be removed i need you to pay attention to the safety briefing i need you to um put your seat belt on put your mask on all these things just be a good human at the end yeah. of the day and you guys don't make the rules these are the things that you found exactly exactly and it's so tricky because i don't know how passengers do this because you say something to them then the next day there's a report like saying you were insulting whoever you were so unprofessional you know so sometimes you just don't know where to start or where to stop no. because something else might just come and yeah. it's the opposite of what happened all right so guys i want to find out are you guys allowed to date your pilots your captains <laughs> <laughs> why not why not yeah. We're allowed to date whoever we want at the end of the day as long as we're not as long as you don't break any rules do you know what I mean like Ooh, you the way is laughing if, if you find, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying nobody can choose for you I mean who can choose for you who you date yeah, and who you, you find the passenger in 12b hot and he asks for your number exactly it's, it's your choice girl exactly <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> oh I get you all grown ups here, yeah. so nobody can tell you what to do and what not. You do what you want yeah. to do because that's your life now. As uh, long as you're not breaking any company rules, at the end of the day, it's the same as in any other job. I'd imagine if you work in an office or something, one of your colleagues and you start a relationship, as long as you don't break any rules. Yeah, as long as yeah. you're doing your job correctly. Yeah, that makes a lot exactly. of sense. Even though yeah. sometimes, like, they would want to to disclose that information, especially if you are dating in the company. So now I want to know, guys, like, what tips would you give to somebody out there who wants to become a flight attendant or somebody who's already in the process, but now maybe things are hard or maybe they're thinking of giving up? Do you have any tips or suggestions for them? Yeah. So for me, right now, currently in 2021, I'd say wait and don't do it right now, as 
bleak as that sounds, I just think with COVID and the way that it's affected the South African aviation industry, it's just not the smart thing to do because right now those of us who are in the industry are literally just hanging on and trying to keep the job we currently have. The airlines are trying to keep as many of us as they can, but right now they can't afford to hire people. So um, because you have to spend so much money getting your training and getting your cabin crew license and the license expires every year, you need to redo these things and pay more money. So if you don't get employed in the next year, you need to pay more money to stay current. Wow. All so right. I would say wait until things get better. Once you start seeing, okay, there's more flights in the air, there's more jobs being posted and stuff like that, then go for it. Go do the training and start applying for the airline you want to fly for. Mm, all right. And Zama? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think the same thing. Like you, at this point, there's COVID. There's a lot that's happening. Company, companies are retrenching, you know. It's just a lot. And I also don't advise people to actually start with their cabin crew licensing now it's tricky but if you still want to go on and do that just make sure you do your research make sure that the company that you um you want to train with like is legal and all that just do your research your proper 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 research so that when it's time for you to start with training you actually on the ball Mm, and right. you don't fall for a scam because there are a lot of scams from yeah. those training schools yeah. where they promise you a job with whatever airline when you're done, but that's yeah. not yeah. possible. It that's doesn't work like that. Yeah. It's not legal. It's not possible for them to do that. So just make sure you don't fall for any scams. If they say that they will definitely get you a job after your training, it's a oh, lie. Oh, you have to pay. No. You can. It's a lie. All right. So before I I let you guys go, I have two more questions because I'm running out of time. I want to know if you guys were not flight attendants, what would you be doing? Let me start with Zama. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'd probably like be a social worker. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think that's what I would be doing. You have the personality for it. You are too, you're so loud. You're bubbly i mean you definitely do well in that in that industry yeah and i just like helping people man i wouldn't i wouldn't actually survive in the aviation if i didn't like being around people or working with people so i think social work that would do for me yeah. Andy? Uh, so I actually have no idea what i would do if i wasn't flying i grew up thinking i had an idea of what i wanted to do um but ever since i started flying i honestly can't see myself doing anything else so yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> the lo- it's the love for flying for me. It's the love that you have. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. So so I'm curious about this question. Is there a difference between um, flight attendants who work in the economic class and the ones that are in first class? Are you guys on different levels? Do you have to have certain qualifications to work in the first class, or you're all the same? No, nope. we all the same. We all the same. You know how it works because. Um, with me, we like four flight attendants um, in an aircraft, right? So when we go for briefing, that's where we choose like who's going to work where. So if you are like senior or you've be, you're senior than all the other crew members, then you're probably going to be at the back, no? Because mm-hmm. you are senior. That's right. that's the door you actually assign for. And then if you're junior, you're most likely to be in front, you know? It, you just choose where you want to work. That's it. Oh, all right. Yeah. Now, but we are trained I, the I, same. All right. Yeah, all right. I fly for a low-cost airline. We don't have business class. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, Andy, okay. 
all right so let's say maybe there are other kids out there who want to become flight attendants and i might have left out some questions and they want to ask you guys um where can they find you on social media so i i have a youtube channel i talk about the flight attendant life day in and day out i've done a lot of q a's on my channel i've done a lot of um dedicated videos answering certain questions for people so they can just go check me out there my channel is called cloud surfer andy all right and instagram twitter oh yeah instagram twitter all the same also cloud surfer andy <laughs> all right and zama um i'm zama pisa underscore m on instagram and all other social networks and I actually got a highlight because I was getting a lot of questions, people asking about flight attendants. So there's actually a highlight that is dedicated um, to people who want to be flight attendants. So I'm answering most questions there and then I'll just post them. Now, thank you guys for coming to the Here to Us podcast. I really had an amazing time chatting to both of you. It feels like we've been friends. <laughs> I don't know if you guys felt it, but... Yes, now we need to go it for lunch. Like that. Now we must go out for lunch. Or you guys fly to Cape Town. Soon, you must soon, tell me soon, and I'll come soon. down there. Oh, wait. I forgot a question. What do you guys do after we land? Like, that was my favorite question. Where do you guys go? What do you do? With me, okay. it depends where I'm at. Um, sometimes I might have a nice stop in Durban or Cape Town. So some days when I land, I'm just going to the hotel. Whereas some other times when I'm in Joburg, when I land, I just go home. Like I'm done for the day. All right. And mm-hmm. so once we've landed and everyone is still on the plane, us flight attendants specifically, we need to make announcements to let you know to stay seated and when you can get up to get your bag and that kind of stuff. And then when all the passengers are off, then usually we go through the cabin to still check again just to make sure that nobody left anything because you'll be surprised how many ipads and wallets and phones and wedding rings get left on the plane so we go through we check for all of that make sure that the passengers didn't leave anything and then if it's the end of our day we get off we sign off and we go home but if it's maybe the first flight of the day then we just get the cleaners to come on clean the plane we do more security checks just to make sure everything is ready to go and then we board more passengers and go oh, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for coming to the here to us podcast it's, re- it's been a pleasure having you here it was thank great so it was really nice all right yeah it was so fun thank you all right that was zama and andy they joining me on the here to us podcast now they are flight attendants their job is the most exciting job in the world hope that you guys learned a thing or two about being a flight attendant and if there's anything that i have left um in this interview you guys are more than welcome to go on their youtube channel on their instagram page just check it out ask them questions dm them i'm sure they will respond i thank you guys for listening to the here to us podcast do join me again next week monday for another fun thrilling episode of the here to us podcast hosted by me michelle k remember be good if you cannot be good Be safe. Thank you so much for listening.